Hey, everybody. Thanks for listening to our Big Time Talker podcast on the Blog Talk Radio Network, live in Washington, D.C. I'm Burke Allen, and the program is service of our pals at speakermatch.com, the world's largest online virtual speakers bureau. If you're a speaker or a meeting planner, you've been sidelined by the pandemic, log on to speakermatch.com and get the latest intel on how to get things back in order. Our guest on the Big Time Talker podcast is a speaker. He's also an author. His new book is a funny one. It's 101 Tips to Become a Radical Liberal, the ultimate guide for woke, progressive, and superior individuals. He says it with a wink and a nod. He's Tanner Roberts. Hey, Tanner, thanks for being on the podcast today. Hey, Burke. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. So why a political humor book? Oh, man, do we need it now more than ever (laughs) Uh, with everything going on? But my goal here was to create something funny, something satirical uh, that could really connect with the audience and poke fun at uh, liberals um, a little bit that they might enjoy. I've actually had some liberals read this book and think it was pretty funny. Um, So um, I just want to lighten the political atmosphere, uh, especially during these times and, and really highlight the absurdity of some of these ideas through satire. We all kind of need a chuckle right now. There's no question about that. Um, you're a younger guy, and the general consensus is that most younger folks uh, lean in a different political direction than you. Now, that's a generalization, but when you're out and about there in Texas, what do you see? Is that the case? Um, I do believe that's the case, because I've always held the notion that it's very easy to be a liberal, because you have the backing of media, of culture, of Hollywood, of music. You have the backing of tech giants. You have the backing of everybody. So humans tend to gravitate towards the path path of least resistance, and that's liberalism. So I definitely believe that um, here in Texas, too, as much as anywhere else, uh, maybe less so uh, (laughs) than like Portland and maybe your area, too. But um, they they do gravitate toward liberalism because it's just very easy for them. And we're seeing Texas um, turn, I'm not going to say it's going to turn blue anytime soon, maybe more purple, uh, but, but that's because of, uh, of um, uh, institutions like academia, like media, um, influencing people of my generation and those younger than me. So I would certainly agree that they tend to be more liberal. Tanner Roberts, our guest today, the new book is 101 Tips to Become a radical liberal. You were telling me off the air that that some people look at that and, and and they go, well, why? Why do we need tips to become a liberal? They, they kind of just don't get it. It sails clearly over their head and into the outfield. Yeah, unfortunately, people have a t- hard time grasping uh, satire. And uh, some people have a hard time um, um, accepting sarcasm. <laughs> um, so yeah, I've, I've had a few people come up to me, conservatives too, saying, why would I, why would you write this? Why would you why would I want tips on how to become a radical liberal? And at that point, I'm just saying, well, this book's probably not best for you. Then, <laughs> Perhaps you need to move on. There's nothing to see here. <laughs> yeah, go read a textbook or something. This might, uh, if you, if you can't be that happy. This book's not going to get you there. Um, but uh, yeah, yeah, that, that, that's one of the, anybody that writes that, that satire will tell you that's um, um, one of the biggest troubles. If you saw, there was a Babylon B article that actually got fact checked. Uh, by USA Today a couple of weeks ago, or I think it was last week. Can't tell you what the contents of that article was, 
Um, but the fact that they took the satire at heart, um, you know, is some of the problems we see when we generate satire. So that was pretty funny. What kind of funny stuff do you like to read and, and, and watch on TV? You know, things like the onion and those guys have been writing really funny stuff for a long time. And, and can you find humor in, in funny people on the left and, and, and be a fan of their work, even if you don't line up with them politically? Oh, I agree with that completely. I, I, I think you can separate the, the ideas from the artists and um, um, appreciate their work, whether it's music, comedy, um, movies. I'm a big Hollywood guy. I love movies. It's, it's hard to separate um, the work uh, from the artists, but I can do it. Um, you know, some of the, the people that I like out there today um, that are conservative, uh, you know, satire producing, you know, The Onion, Babylon Bee, um, Andrew Claven of Daily Wire. I, I really like his, uh, um, his information and his podcast because he goes to a satire route as well. Um, Louder with Crowder, Trad, Chad Prather. You know, there's a lot of guys out there that are, have become heavily, um, um, become heavy influencers in conservative uh, comedy, which, you know, is really the minority group out there. So um, I always like to support that as much as I can. And I still don't let uh, people's personal views affect me on how I perceive their work, because if that was the case, then I think we'd all be miserable. <laughs> so why do you think that, that folks on the right uh, sort of seeded the culture to folks on the left or, or did they seed it or, or how did that happen? How is it that, that everything in Hollywood has swung so far in that direction? You know, I relate it to universities. Uh, I think one of the reasons we're seeing Texas, um, you know, uh, with Ted Cruz's Senate run, you know, he barely beat out Beto O'Rourke, um, a guy that's using a fake Hispanic name <laughs> and that has uh, extremist values. You know, Ted Cruz barely beat that guy. And then you got to go back and look at how did that happen in Texas? And I relate culture to, to, uh, um, uh, to the universities is that uh, conservatives have given up on universities the way they've given up on culture. And what I mean by that is, yeah, I don't think everybody is right to go to college, um, especially depending on what you study. Um, but when you tell kids, don't go to college, it's not worth it. Um, don't, you know, it's all just a bunch of liberal institutions. Well, what you're doing is you're giving away that whole institution and you're letting that institution turn out liberal minds because that's all they're doing. It's just, it's a factory, it's a mill for liberalism. And so when there's nobody within the system to fight against it, there's you know no way to alter its course. So I think culture took the same direction. Conservatives uh, didn't wanna speak up and speak out in culture that were in it and it's taken over. And same thing with universities. Conservatives are being um, um, told not to go to those institutions, and we're giving up that whole institution, and we're feeling the effects of it. Now, what would you say to somebody who says, "Look, there isn't that there there isn't a whole lot of conservative comedy or a whole lot of conservative content," is because you people are just not funny. There's nothing funny about what you say, and and you're you're all angry and aggressive, and uh, you get butt hurt all the time. What would you say to those folks? Uh, you, you've got it backwards. <laughs> I mean, look at my book. I mean, it's so easy to make fun of some of these ideologies because they're so out there and so ridiculous. You know, it's actually kind of hard to satire 
an idea because satire on its face is an extreme viewpoint of a of an idea right but the problem is they keep going to that extreme so how do you satire something that's already become a parody of itself um so you know uh, conservatives have a lot of material they have become the counterculture um you know uh, liberals will always consider that their claim the counterculture yeah. but no uh the amount of uh, political correctness that's on the left has opened up a door to comedy for conservatives um, so it's it's very easy to do. Um, um, we're not the ones that are getting offended every second and every minute, every time we produce something. I mean, I, I, I've gotten emails, I've gotten letters, I've gotten all kinds of different things, call me all kinds of names um, about some of my writing. I've even had a, uh, um, a editor refuse to edit my book because they were so uh, lavishly offended by my words. So, um, um, you know, I, I the comedy is there for conservatives it's there we just need to harness it because uh, they keep producing content for us and uh, it's just a gift that keeps on giving there's some pretty funny stuff in the book um the book by the way by tanner roberts 101 tips to become a radical liberal from defiance press and uh, it's available at amazon and barnes and noble and wherever you find uh books you've got some some tips for obnoxious protesting here uh, you tell people exactly how to go about burning trash cans and uh, ruining people's days by blocking traffic. And, uh, you know, you can go on. The nonsensical chanting, chanting nonsensical chants, that's kind of a big thing at protests today. It, it very is. None of them really make sense when you break them down. Um, they're really just, uh, they're just ways to, uh, I guess, harness some kind of anger and, rile everybody up but the burning of trash cans is one thing i never understood i never understood why they would like to just be dumpster fires everywhere <laughs> i mean what is that accomplished i've never understood it there are so many photo ops out there of people just righteously burning that trash can that bigoted trash can out there in the street so um yeah, that's definitely one of the tips, biggest tips out there. <laughs> the, the bigoted trash can. I'm going to remember yeah. that forever. <laughs> um, you also go, get into the uh, the 101 tips to becoming a radical liberal on fixing the holidays. Mm. Um, you know, before long, Christmas will be upon us, but mm. there's an awful lot of pushback on saying Merry Christmas these days. Thoughts? Yeah, tons of them. <laughs> Do tell. Uh, yeah. You know, it's funny, people like to celebrate Christmas without celebrating Christmas. I mean, it's just, I, I always think it's funny. Um, you know, if somebody came up to me and told me Happy Hanukkah, I'd just say Merry Christmas right back. I, that doesn't offend me if they say Happy Hanukkah, because if they're celebrating Hanukkah, good for them. Go for it. Go for it. If you send me a, a Hanukkah card with your family that says Happy Hanukkah, it's not like I'm going to throw it away in the trash, because how dare you? I'm a Christian. And get all Mel Gibson on them. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> I actually really like Mel Gibson, but um, 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 that's I never understood that contention because I, if somebody says Happy Holidays, I'll be fine with that too. Whatever, just don't get offended when I say Merry Christmas when you are in fact practicing um, um, the, the you know the celebration of Christmas, which is the birth of Christ. So. <laughs> I like this thought that you have in here, uh, tip number 45 in Tanner Roberts' 101 Tips to Becoming a Radical Liberal. 
uh, the white privilege of Santa Claus. And, and mm. you're right. Imagine someone of color breaking into your house in the middle of the night, leaving goodies for your kids and eating your food. That does, in fact, Tanner, to me, sound like an immediate 911 call. Yeah, that's a little creepy, isn't it? It yeah, is, I think. going to let some um, um, older gentlemen into their house to leave goodies and eat their food and then uh, hop on to the next house. Yeah, that's uh, that sounds very white privilege to me. So is Santa Claus next on the uh, the radical left shopping block, you think? He's canceled. He's canceled. <laughs> <laughs> what, is, what is this concept of being woke? What does that exactly mean? Because you refer to it in the subtitle of your book. You say it's the ultimate guide for woke, progressive, and superior individuals. What is a woke individual? Man. Um, just like many other liberal definitions, it's constantly changing. But I will say that it's always, um, there are always performing outrage. To be woke is to perform outrage. That means you're not really outraged by a certain scenario or an instance or um, um, something that's happened. You're just going to make sure to perform and make sure everybody believes you're outraged. For example, Aunt Jemima syrup. Yes. You may have never looked at that twice, but somebody said that it's offensive. And so the work woke person is going to go out there and act like they are outraged. They're going to perform it on social media. They're going to perform it um, in front of their friends and family. They're just going to go out there and perform outrage to show that, hey, we're more virtuous than you. You need to be outraged like I am. And that's a, just a performative act. So I think being woke, that's a big part of being woke. Uh, is is the woke culture responsible for all of these uh, these statues and, and monuments all over the country being taken down in the middle of the night? Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Regardless of of any knowledge of history, um, of any uh, thought of contents, you know where why these people are being memorialized and and um, um, preserved like that. Um, as long as you are with the mob, you're not against it, you're not going to be canceled. It's really fear from woken individuals of being excluded on their own because revolutions tend to eat their own first. They eat the weakest first, and um, that means they'll eat their own on the left side. So um, they make sure to perform that outrage, uh, you know, uh, appear woke, and go along to get along. That's number one. There probably are people listening right now who would say, Tanner Roberts, you know that some of those statues represented horrible racist individuals and they have no place being in the neighborhood park. What say you? Well, I mean, it's easy to say today that we are just so much better of people of yesterday, right? When you put yourself in context, of the period of the time, it's easy for you to say, oh, well, I would have done this and I would have done that. Similar to when um, traumatic events happen, uh, people you know, tend to think they know what they would do, but when it actually happens, it's not at all what they would do. So people that tend to say that these people were racist, uh, that America is unique in its um, institutions of slavery, and uh, some of the evils that we did commit, because slavery was evil, but that in its practice was worldwide. And to say that you would have been the more moral, superior individual 
had you been alive back then. It's just simply not true. It is not true. Now, we can understand the fact that there are um, some uh, dark spots in our history, much like everybody else. Um, there are, we were talking about separating the artist uh, from their ideas. You, you kind of have to do the same thing with historical figures. You got to separate what their overall contribution to us, to the United States, to Western civilization was against um, uh, some of the atrocities that they, they, they took part in that was actually uh, commonplace for back then. So, you know, you take Thomas Jefferson, some of his contributions, and yeah, he had slaves. Um, he tended to like his slaves a little too much, uh, but you got to separate those two and um, um, similar to the artists, like we were talking about. So if somebody put a statue up of, I don't know, Ted Bundy or John Wayne Gacy, would you defend that, uh, that statue? Um, uh, to reach his own, um, <laughs> I guess. Well, you have one in your garden right now. Is that what you're saying? I do, yeah. <laughs> Ted Bundy and Jeffrey Dahmer. No, um, um, you know, I, I, I'd have a hard time seeing what their net contribution to society would be. Um, but at the same time, if it is a uh, private property, private statue, not funded through taxpayers' expenses, I can see um, anybody can build anything they want, you know. And I can see if you're a black man, you're walking down the street and you see a huge, giant, memorialized statue of Robert E. Lee. I, I can understand where the angst comes from and the, and the question of why we, you know, uh, celebrating this man that enslaved some of my ancestors. I, I, I can sympathize with that point. That's, that's the ability to do that, to sympathize with the point. What I don't agree with is uh, taking hordes and mobs to tear down statues. You want to take down statues? I have a referendum. Send it to the city council or whoever planned it and get it done the right way, the legal way, and the safe way because uh, we've seen it's been pretty dangerous too. Anna Roberts, our guest today, the new book, it's a humor book, and it's got pretty pictures, and you drew all those pretty pictures. Is that right? That's right. I did. I did. Nice pencil sketching. Uh, the book is 101 Tips to Become a Radical Liberal. Um, you come after diversity in tip number 66. Mm -hmm. You're saying then to me right here on this very podcast mm -hmm. that you, Tanner Roberts, are anti-diversity. Is that what you're saying? Oh, not at all. I uh, definitely practice in it. I'm half Hispanic, and you better believe when I applied to college, I uh, didn't check that white box. I checked the Hispanic box because, <laughs> let's face it, um, um, those are heavily considered um, in any kind of application, whether it's a job, university. And so uh, I like to use it when it benefits me, just like everybody else. <laughs> well played. Um, but now what we see is a lack of diversity from the mind. What good is it if everybody looks different but thinks the same? Um, um, I don't really see what benefits of diversity. The diversity is on itself supposed to be, it's supposed to be a different perspective uh, from multiple in individuals. And you don't get that when you just have a bunch of different looking people thinking the same. So um, yeah, I attack diversity um, uh, with a, a, a sketch that actually met, made me laugh out loud as I was doing it. <laughs> yeah, you do have uh, a clown and a Roswell alien there. Yeah, yeah, I got an alien. Oh, yeah, the very diverse crowd. Mm -hmm. That's good. <laughs> However, they all think alike, so that's really not diversity, is nope. what you're saying. Okay. Yep. Um, Halloween's coming up soon. Mm. 
thoughts on Halloween for radical liberals? Ooh, don't appropriate. Just don't go, go as yourself. That's the best way not to appropriate anything out there in culture today. Don't go as a ninja. Don't go as a mummy. Those are all cultures that you're mocking. Um, don't go as, um, um, you know, some kind of scandalous looking cat um, because they're mocking uh, uh, the feline uh, population to us. Well, just don't go. <laughs> don't have fun. That's what, what, just don't go. Don't have fun. Stay home and read uh, What Happened by Hillary Clinton. You'll be happier. He's got lots of tips for fixing the holidays in the book. Um, Columbus Day is coming up. We need hyper-awareness of Columbus Day these days. I don't even know what Columbus Day is. Uh, we've uh, X that out. It's Indigen Indigenous Peoples Day now. So uh, no, just uh, we're only a couple of years from that being removed completely and being removed um, from being talked about uh, in schools. doesn't matter that uh, the genocide took place because of disease um, you know, it's kind of a, uh, a fault, not of their own, but um, um, that doesn't mean the facts don't mean it's the people, it's the feeling. Facts, schmacks. Right, fair <laughs> enough. It's uh, it's funny stuff. 101 tips to become a radical liberal. The author is Tanner T. Roberts, and Tanner's tips are uh, all over the internet, book available, bookstores everywhere. Tanner, good luck with it, and thanks for joining us on the podcast today. Hey, Burke, I appreciate it. Thank you very much. Yes, sir. Tanner Roberts dialing in from Texas. And that's it for the Big Time Talker podcast brought to you by our friends at speakermatch.com. Wherever you go, whatever you do today, make it a great day. Thanks for listening. Bye, everybody. <laughs>